Hi, you're listening to KWS Davis, 98.3 FM. It's me, Bad Adam. About ready to start the show. Um, thank you to Punks and Dewey for uh, a really great show. I was listening to that on the way in, and also when I woke up this morning, and they were playing covers, and I was like, huh. And I got in the car, and they're still playing covers? That's hard to do. It's hard to play that many... You have to do research, you know? They did their research. And we all benefited from that. Anyway, thank you to them. Again, for uh, a great show. Um, it's time for thank you for being a friend. But first, the following disclaimer. The following hour, or the following views presented in this hour do not reflect the views of KWS, KWS sponsors, or the University of California. All right, I'm still setting up. Let's see if this works, though. I got a track for you. you live in a high rise. It's called High Rise no by Leathers. I'll be, I'll be back in a sec.
First day in a t-shirt Always got a shiver I could wear your leathers But I don't wanna go Thought the dust would settle But I'm in and out of that still Easy on the throttle Say you go
Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? It's me, Bad Adam. Thank you for being a friend. You, listener. You. You. Not, you know, I'm not calling you out. It's not, not you. Like, uh, I mean it as, uh, you know, in a, in a symbolic way. But not in an empty. All right, I'm done. I'm done with that. <laughs> Line of thought. Crumble it up. Is there some paper I can do? This is important paperwork right here. Whoops. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then we throw it away. And then I take it out of the trash. This is someone's script. Wow, I need that. What to say? I really do. I know it's better when I have a script because yesterday, oh, by the way, you're listening to Thank You For Being A Friend With Me about Adam Weekly Public Affairs Show. Um, every Friday morning here on KWS Davis 90.3 FM. But like I was saying, so I was worried that I would have to, that I'd miss the show today. And so yesterday I was prepping some best of stuff to play. And by best of, I mean, there's one episode that comes to mind and it really isn't the best. It's kind of the worst. <laughs> it's the worst of. They maybe you've heard me on the air before at not this time um, in the past. Maybe you heard me talk about sandwiches or Nintendo or Halloween. Because there was an episode of Thank You For Being A Friend that would play um, pretty much every day. Probably multiple times a day. I know I heard it in the car many times. And it was really embarrassing for me. Because it wasn't really... It wasn't that good of a show. And a lot of the show I'm, I'm talking about, things that I want to do, because it was one of my first shows I'd ever done. Um... And I hadn't really figured out what I was doing yet. I had big plans. And I got to listen to them again last night. But anyway, there's one part of that show that seems very off the cuff, but it was basically the only part of the show that I really planned out. And I, I listened to it again. And I'm talking about my sandwich takes here. I listened to it again, and I, I didn't even get into all the stuff that I had planned because I was so nervous. 
I'm still nervous every time I do the show, but less so now. And one of the main reasons why is because there's nobody here in the studio when I do the show. Back then, it was at like 5 o'clock. And there were people running in and out of the studio. Um, as it's kind of the pathway from the lobby lounge area to the stacks. And... Yeah, there weren't that many talk shows on at the time. So it was kind of strange, I think, for people to see. Because there's so many new people. Our new volunteers were still, you know, they didn't really know the station when it had a full slate of public affairs programming. Kind of like what it has now, or it's trying to do. Pretty close. Most full since I've been here. But it used to be 100% full all the time. Anyway, I digress. So yeah, I used to be really nervous um, because people would... I'd have to face them. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to just have these throwaways thinking... I make mistakes, but... You know, I don't have to look anyone in the eye afterward. Not that I had to do that here. But I... You know, there are pressures. No one has to say anything. Societal pressures. Anyway, I did clip that part. And I also clipped an episode that I've referenced a few times in the last few weeks about... Um... The asylum refugee policy situation, I guess, when the war broke out in Ukraine and there was a rush of Ukrainians heading to Mexico to try to get in um, to the United States through Mexico, and they were allowed in. Um, and it was disturbing, but it also opened up a larger discussion. And I uh, I remember that episode well because I played it back for my dad um, some months after I did it. Um, and he's always been kind of critical of me being here at the station. He's like, you know, they're not paying you. It's so much work for you every week. And the commuting, and you should just worry about your job. And you should give up that radio. That's what he, he used to say. still kind of says that sometimes, but... After I played that episode, he was like, Wow, I didn't know you were doing this. This is really good. You sound like a professor. Yeah, but a lot of what I was saying, I was reading from something that I'd already written. So that's why it sounded so good. Because I really spent uh, months agonizing over every word. Because I'm like that. With the, rent with the written word. With these, I just kind of pretend that I'm, it never happened. 
<laughs> Honestly, a lot of the shows are like that because they never were saved. I never recorded them. However, I have been recording almost all of the new ones. And you may have heard me mention this before. And this is I'm still in the intro portion of the show. We'll get to these exciting clips here in a second now that I've kind of introduced them, but Yeah, I've been recording the shows and I'm excited because I've I decided that I'm gonna start posting them online today with it's gonna be the first one. It's coming out at noon. <laughs> I scheduled it. But anyway, for people who want to listen back to the show, since we don't have the archives working on the website right now, and we haven't for a while, um, I decided to spend a, just a little bit of my own money. Kind of a lot, actually. I kind of didn't want to do this. When I told people how much it cost, they were like, wow, that's not too bad. That's kind of a good deal. And I was like, what? A good deal? I failed to see how me spending this money to host stuff online is a good deal. But anyway, I, I'm going to be posting those on my SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash badadam69. It's also on Apple Podcasts now, too. He search for thank the letter U, the number four. Thank you for being a friend. All right, now that I got all that out of the way, let's play this first really exciting clip that you may have heard. Uh, many times over. Oops, it's not loading on the computer. Whoopsie. Don't worry, I have a backup. Yeah, this clip is from what is that? October 21st. Twenty twenty one. So really right it we were just getting back to normal programming i think that might have been the first or second quarter that we came back it might have been the first quarter But yeah, I spared you from having to listen to the full. I cut it down to the essentials. It's only, it's a six minute clip. It could have been even shorter, really. Um, but one of the parts I did cut out was I talked about, it was a YouGov dot, probably gov, 
But anyway, a poll was done asking people what their favorite sandwiches were. And they, it was simply a yes or a no to a list of sandwiches. And so the percentages that I'm giving out in this next clip are a uh, percentage of yes, people like it. Do we got it going? So we'll play that clip and then I'll set up this next one. Is that the plan? That's the plan. All right. Bye for now. Percent of people like the grilled cheese. Um. Okay. This is a recording. People like it. To me, that's kind of a boring sandwich. I think of that as the uh, white bread and uh, American cheese version. And it's just boring i like unless i'm dipping it in some chicken soup or something i'm not a fan of it i would have said no i'm not all right some of the other top sandwiches chosen 75 percent of people like the grilled chicken 75 percent of people like turkey um 71 roast beef 69 just a ham sandwich and you know that's one thing that sort of changed when i was a kid growing up I was all about the turkey sandwich. Um, but now that I'm older, it just doesn't have any flavor to it. A ham, a ham and cheese sandwich is just so much more consistent. 68% um, of people like the club sandwich. And now we're talking. That's my favorite sandwich. If I'm going somewhere and, uh, you know, a diner, a restaurant, a sandwich shop even, even though not all sandwich shops have this sandwich on their menu. Um, but for my money, for me, can't beat the club sandwich. It's the triple decker. The three pieces of bread. It's just... All right, this is the, the, the uh, traditional club sandwich. I, I believe is, it goes like this. You have um, your ham, your turkey, your bacon, and then three sized slices of bread, lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise. That's it. And um, for my money, you can't beat that. Another sandwich that people uh, really like and I don't really know a lot about. Um, they call it like the Italian, like the Italian cold cut. I feel like that more more East Coast people are familiar with this kind of sandwich. And it's got your uh, your mortadellas, um, your gabagool. What is gabagool? I need to look that up. It's a kind of meat. It's kind of kind of ham meat, I believe. Um, it's, it's not gabagool is a, is kind of a slang for it, right? It has a real name, um, a government name, if you will. <laughs> this is like one of the strangest topics I've ever um, talked about on the air. I mean, I talk about a lot of things, 
um, usually I do a music show and, you know, all sorts of random, random things will come up um, over the course of the show. Over the course of a quarter semester. Yeah, they do quarters here. Um, but this this is by far the most out there I've been. And I thought it'd be more, it might be more fun if I had a little interaction. Um, yeah, it's a shame I didn't have a, uh, another sandwich expert to uh, co-host this with me. But anyway, I'll just go ahead and read down the, uh, the last of the favorite sandwiches and maybe we'll close the book on this topic. All right. So 67% like the bacon sandwich. Okay. Plain bacon. 66% peanut butter and jelly. Okay, now that's a sandwich I do like a lot. Um, always have. I've gotten a little bit more creative with it over the years. It used to be just strawberry and, uh, you know, Skippy or whatever, processed peanut butter. But I, I think you can, you know, go more like a marmalade or, a, you know, a natural peanut butter on a wheat bread. I'll do that. I'll do that now. All right. Um, other sandwiches. 65% pulled pork. Okay. Yeah. That's another uh, another good one. Well, it depends. 64% tuna. Now, that's a sandwich I don't really trust. 58% egg salad. Another one. You know, I kind of like a chicken salad with some, like, uh, celery in there. Mustard. 56% meatball. Tell me where they got a good meatball sub. I don't know. Definitely not not some of the chains around here. I'm looking at you, Subway. Um, 48% the Reuben. 46% the French dip. And that's the complete list that we're looking at. I should say... Um, if it wasn't clear enough that this is a public affairs show and the following views presented during this hour do not necessarily reflect, reflect the views of KDVS, KDVS sponsors or the University of California. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break and uh, we'll go ahead and close out this show or do the last 15 minutes of it. All right, thanks for listening. It's, it's thank you for being a friend with Bad Adam. And, uh, yeah, we're figuring, we're figuring it out. Learning on the job. Okay. Gonna play uh, some messages and be back in a little bit. Hi, welcome back to today. That was a clip. From, uh, October 21st, 2021. It's 2023 now. And I feel like I've come a long way. But listening to that now, I really haven't. One thing I became much more self-conscious of listening to myself on the air when they would play that on the radio 
is is how much I would uh, breathe on the mic. I know I still do it, but I used to be like, "This is me, Bad Adam. I'm here. I'm doing the show." But other than that, it's you would expect more growth. <laughs> I expected more growth. Um, but anyway, yeah, I have a another show almost queued up. I decided that playing it off my computer, technical stuff, it still needs a second. Not that much longer. Let's see. Did we get it? Okay, it's ready. Um... Should we just go right? I have to I have to play some messages. Actually, let's play some messages first. Um, the other thing that I want to mention. About the show. Um, I'm gonna be having actual guests join me on the show pretty soon. I've been lining them up. Another thing. You know, I'm really the behind the scenes work of the show. Um, that's where there's been improvement because I used to not have no idea what to do and I still need a lot of help, but, um, I don't know. I just feel like finally uploading the show online, um, getting the podcast set up, lining up guests. It's starting to feel like a more professional operation. Which is good and bad. Because I kind of like the amateurness of the show. I really do. As bad as that last clip was, um, the fact that it was just... I was freeforming it. I really like that about KDBS in general. And I've had, I guess if we're, if we're talking the show right now, let's just keep going with it. Um, yeah, we, I need to, always got to balance it out. Because sometimes we go too heavy with topics, do it every week. It's hard on me. Maybe not on the listeners, maybe they like, um, maybe they like that. But for me, for my money, <laughs> I don't say that anymore, huh? For my money, um, I have to keep, I have to do some more lighthearted episodes. So this is in that vein. But anyway, since we're talking about, um, the show and now that it's I guess it's not really a podcast because a podcast is a genre 
people have know what they expect from a podcast and I've listened to them before too so you know you're not alone in liking them um as someone who um has a lot of alone time sometimes kind of kind of by choice kind of not by choice um it's nice listening to uh people or someone talk to you it feels like they're actually your friend like you know them Uh, and I may I may regret saying this, but I I kind of hope that the listeners who listen to KWS regularly and have heard my show many times over kind of feel like they know me a little bit too, and we're friends. I mean, the show is thank you for being a friend. So, but anyway, now that I had that heartfelt moment with everyone, no, it really has been nice. I've been getting a lot of more positive. Uh, unsolicited positive feedback from people um which is kind of the reason why i wanted to play that classic clip people remind me of that a lot um but anyway podcasts are like very polished there's a lot of editing i know because i've edited a, a lot of them too um for myself and for others um and they take a long time i'm sure there's a streamlined process that people can do it faster but i'm like i don't know a perfectionist and also have a lot of training and experience not a lot but i have some experience doing audio engineering and i would experiment with that all the time with my own music so i yeah we spend a lot of time in the editing process And something gets, it, you lose a little bit. You gain a little bit, but you lose a little bit. You lose a little of that edginess. That little bit of a, uh, you don't know what's going to happen next. Podcasts are like very formulaic and that's relaxing. But this is live radio. Baby. <laughs> We're clowning in here. Down here in the stew. If I had a co-host, they'd totally back me up on that right now. But anyway, yeah. I said I was going to play some messages. So let's do that. Um... And then we'll close it out with the recording that I introduced earlier. That was from April of last year. There was a, there was a bunch in a row. I was doing about one or two a month uh, where I was using a lot of stuff that I had written already. Not entirely. Um, 
But yeah, that was a good streak. Anyway. It's about Adam. Thank you for being a friend. Weekly public affairs show here on KWS Davis. Let's play some messages and we'll be right back. Thanks for listening, everyone. Fridays for Future is a global movement of school strikers calling for urgent action on climate change. Every Friday, school children across the world strike from school for their futures, calling for leaders to unite behind the science, follow with the Paris Agreement, and keep global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius. For more information, go to fridaysforfuture.org. Graduate students are more than just students. They teach classes, grade papers, do research, and much, much more. The labor of grad students runs the UC. Recently, grad students at UC Santa Cruz have gone on strike to demand a cost of living adjustment, also known as a COLA, so that they can afford to live where they teach and do research. The COLA movement at Davis grew out of solidarity with Santa Cruz, and we are now asking for a cost of living adjustment for all grad students in order to keep up with rising Davis rental prices. We demand a COLA for all, guaranteed summer funding for TAs, and affordable grad housing on campus instead of luxury apartments. For the COLA movement, the work of opposing the UC's exploitative financial structure is a step towards a much broader project of building community, building coalition, building networks of care and support, and building a better world for those disempowered by the university industrial complex. Follow UCD for COLA on Instagram and Twitter for more info on how to join the fight. Hi, welcome back. You're listening to KWS Davis, 9.3 FM. I also have this message to read for you. It's from uh, Bueller. Bueller reminds us reminds the women of our community to have screening mammograms at recommended intervals. Today's low-dose state-of-the-art mammography mammography can detect tumors too small to be discovered by touch. Don't delay because early diagnosis can mean you. You'll have a much greater chance of successful treatment. This message is brought to you by Bueller Structural Engineers in Sacramento. Bueller is on the air because they care about the health of the women in our community.
I feel bad because I was supposed to read that last week too, or two weeks ago. I forgot. So there you go. All right, so for this last part of the show, I'm going to play as much as I can. Um, this clip from, or basically half the show, from April 22nd, 2022. And... this for a second see if we can do it from the top of the show that way there's no no context that you're missing you're missing the context of the date but I gave that to you Hi, welcome to okay the there it is it's ready Okay, I got it ready. Okay, yeah, like I said, classic show. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. A little change of pace. And this one never gets replayed. So this will be the one chance to get to rehear this. And again, um, just want to shout out the SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash BadAdam69. As a service to the listeners, I've decided to start archiving my shows online there. It's also available on Apple Podcasts or I looked it up last night, actually. It's on lots of podcasts now. Not Spotify, which I guess you have to submit um, separately. So we'll look into that later. But yeah, thank you for being a friend on Apple Podcasts. So. I'm setting it up to release shows at least in the meantime until it gets completely set up um, a show or a clip every single day. Um, sort of get the archives back up on there. And then it'll just be a weekly thing. So enjoy this encore episode i'll be back next week bye Hi, welcome to the show. Welcome back, actually. It's another edition of Thank You for Being a Friend. With me, your host. Your public affairs host. 
not your music DJ. Kind of your music DJ for the first 20 minutes or so of that show. Bad Adam. Oops. So happy. So happy you're back. Um, so I did a little quick introduction at the top of the hour about uh, some of the things I wanted to talk about. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but every day here at the station at, at noon, a daily news show plays called Democracy Now!, A really, really great program. I think it brings a lot of people uh, to KWS because they're looking for news. And they're looking for... They're looking for the things that Democracy Now! brings, which is just... It brings... It brings the light. Some some of the truths that people don't want to uh, know about or see. People, obviously, some people do, like me and you. Anyway, there was a story on Wednesday about um, Ukrainian refugees at the border between the United States and Mexico. Um, at Tijuana. And they talked about uh, Title 42, which is a... like a... a rule. I'm not, I'm not sure if it was executive order or how it was put in place, but it's a rule that limits the amount of people seeking asylum to be processed um, due to COVID restrictions. But uh, in the case for Ukrainians, this they are they're exempt from this rule, or they have been exempt. Um, the rule is still in place, and um, Mexican and Honduran refugees seeking asylum are not, have not been allowed to uh, stay at the border. Um, in that show, they had a, a conversation with uh, immigration attorney Erica Pinheiro. Um, about the unequal treatment people receive um from refu- refugees received from different countries like Haiti, Cuba, and Cameroon. Uh they f- they face uh, harsh restrictions on asylum. Um but Ukrainians have been re- receiving special treatment or exemption. She, quote, she says, "Asylum is supposed to be a universal standard protecting individuals fleeing persecution from any country." But in practice, it's always been a political tool wielded by the United States to favor those fleeing 
regimes that the United States opposes. In that story, Amy Goodman says that, or cites um, the fact that over 1 million asylum seekers have been arrested at the border in the last six months, which is a record in the last 20 years. And those that, that number includes everyone, not just Mexican or Honduran. Refugees. She also said that uh, Customs and Border Patrol or Customs and Border Protection are processing about a thousand Ukrainians a day at the port of entry, where, quote, border officials claimed that they did not have the capacity to even process 30 other asylum seekers per day the past few years. Another troubling thing she said is that the Tijuana uh, government has also provided, quote, provided an enormous amount of resources to Ukrainian migrants, even giving them municipal funded shelter where they have food, shelter, bedding and all kinds of services available to them. Months after they evicted uh, violently a camp of black and indigenous asylum seekers who had camped at the border for more than a year waiting for their chance to seek asylum. Many of those people uh, who now have ended up homeless on the streets of Tijuana. Yeah, that's a quote from from Amy Goodman on our uh, Wednesday, uh, April 20th show. And yeah, I, I would in, uh, invite our listeners to revisit that. It was a, very hard for me to listen to it's just so painful. And I, I run into that problem all the time with democracy now. It forces me to confront just uh, Painful, painful memories, you know? Um, yeah, and I said this at the top of the hour. I said I wanted to rehash the old show. And the, the show I did a few, maybe about a month ago now. Um, I was talking about identity. And I said, um, people will routinely cite this idea of a melting pot um, to describe the multicultural makeup of American society. However, um, I learned uh, from, I got this from uh, Ronald Takaki, professor of uh, ethnic studies since passed and did receive uh, some calls about that. Um, people wanting to tell me that uh, uh, Dr. Takaki 
was uh, their former professor at UC Berkeley. And they were really excited to talk about that. However, I, I got that as a message later on from another DJ who was... I usually don't answer calls, so callers that have been calling in today. Um, I guess if it's really, really important, you can try to call me during the break. But I usually don't take calls um, on this show. They mess me up. Oh, they're both ringing out. Every time I say this, every time I say I don't take calls, they both start ringing. Okay, I, I see. I'll get to you. Um, anyway. Back to what I was saying about the melting pot. So, something uh, Ronald Takaki writes about as a historian in his works is that this melting pot metaphor uh, was created specifically for Europeans, European-Americans, immigrants from Europe. Um, as these people had their own, in, in Europe, uh, Europeans have their own um, varying cultural and religious beliefs. Um, they're made up of uh, different ethnic groups. They have their own languages right but they all share something in common they all have the same uh racial identity white so being white makes this quote melting down process um or in other words uh the process of assimilating right into american culture for European immigrants, this is really easy to do. And so I thought about this while this was happening at... Uh, actually, <laughs> my dad made this point to me. Um, yeah, because he was listening to this episode. Um, we were... He was helping me my car my car broke down and uh he was giving me a ride and uh, i have a, a us i had my usb stick on me um that has all my shows archived on it and i was just like you want to listen to one of my shows since you're always telling me to quit i think they're pretty good sometimes sometimes they're bad I don't know if you caught my music show yesterday. That was a good one. I listened back to it um, a little bit yesterday and then a little bit this morning. Every once in a while, the music show really comes together. <laughs> anyway, those you can actually find archive online at mixcloud.com slash bad dash Adam. I don't put the, the talk show online. It still needs more refinement, more production. Where's my producer? Anyway, getting back to what uh, my dad had told me. So we listened to the show and he's like, wow, I had no idea. I thought you were still blah, 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 just doing whatever, um, you know, juvenile jokes on the radio and playing songs that nobody likes. 
which in fact I'm still doing. I just didn't play those for him. Um, but he heard he heard the you know this talk show where we talk about serious topics. Um, and he calls me later on that night because he's been thinking about the things I was saying on the show, and he's the one who told me about how he had already heard, and this was right as uh, the war was breaking out, that Ukrainians were already in Mexico because it was easier to travel there to get a visa and uh, make their way to the border to try to get into the, to the U.S. And he told me they were letting them in. And what I talked about on that show is that This idea of uh, American, quote, American, Americanism, being American, American identity, because it, it was the identity show. And at least part of my identity is connected to that. Because I was born here. And I live here. And, you know, <laughs> uh, American culture is an everyday part of my life. <laughs> And I interacted with it as well. Um, anyway, uh, what I'm what I was trying to get at is that this Americanism, according uh, uh, according to Ronald Takaki, was specifically designed to be an identity for white people, white people only. That's the history, and this history helps us understand why there's so much tension you know, around, quote, American identity because it feels off, right? When you call yourself, you know, there's the hyphen that American, you know. Um, people don't call them, uh, well, sometimes. White, you know, I'm, I'm a white American. No, they just say American. I, maybe that's starting to change, but I really, not yet, not yet. So this history about, you know, the United States was constructed to be, it's a settler colonial nation state. And from the very beginning, uh, there was a racial hierarchy. So what's happening in, in Mexico right now at the border between the U.S. and Mexico? Right now, things have been amplified because in the past, people who would come to the border and ask for um, asylum would be turned away. And right now, uh, according to that story from from uh, Democracy Now! Um, and uh, their guest, uh, Erica Pinheiro, a immigration attorney, 
according to that article or that story um at the border now mexican law enforcement officials are posted there with an immigration van so even if you if if quote from them uh if a Honduran even tries to approach Uh, border officials they'll be arrested and detained and put into Mexican immigration prison for even attempting for the Ukrainians who are seeking asylum uh, and the 10,000 that have been processed of almost all of them would not qualify for asylum under U.S. law according to Erica Pinero in that story. So there's a very clear double standard that we're seeing, right? This is the same. This is the melting pot. Very easy if you're white. And this is on a, a, a statewide systematic level. This is not just people think of racism as being something that is individual, internal, someone's own personal beliefs. Um, but in this very recent example, and there's so many of these examples, <laughs> white supremacy is here every day. It's not something that ended, uh, oh, with, uh, you know, Martin Luther King's uh, I Have a Dream speech, okay? It, did, it didn't. And it's a, it's a constant struggle for it's a, it's a struggle for, for not just it's not just civil rights. It's just, it's just a struggle for humanity. Um Anyway, so we see this double double standard. Um, it's just really, it's just, it's painful because you know, we we can see it. We see it all the time. I saw it as a kid. I understood this. I knew that it was better. It's hard. I mean, it was harder. It's harder. It's harder when you're not white. And for me, like, I grew up around almost all white people. And so I could see that. And I was just like, 
I was just like, yeah. All right, I think uh, I want to take a quick break and then I want to shift on to uh, another related type dis discussion. It's all interrelated. It's all connected. Um, but today is Earth Day, and uh, I wanted to talk a lot, of, a little bit about uh, the traditional practices of indigenous peoples. Right. Okay. Quick break. Um, gonna play some messages. Maybe maybe one song. Like I, I come, I've been playing songs. Uh, the beginning of the show, I played some songs from. I don't know if some of the callers have been calling in. They want to know the songs. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, the songs that I played in the beginning of the show were from my things that I played on my music show yesterday. And I kind of wanted to just, just maybe keep doing that. I think I, I do that basically every week. The songs that I thought were best that I played the day before, I try to play again. Because maybe maybe you weren't up at six a.m. On Thursday morning, when I shout, it's a live programming pro programming alert. I need to take a break. All right, few messages, and uh, we'll be back. Thanks for listening. It's it's Bad Adam here on the radio on KDVS ninety point three FM. Thank you for being a friend. After two years without an in-person festival, KDBS is excited to revive the station's tradition for the 17th year and 22nd festival hosted by the Red Museum. Featuring an eclectic 15 artist lineup from all over California, this year's festival is something you do not want to miss. So tell your friends and mark your calendar for April 30th at the Red Museum. April 30th. The Red Museum. Tickets available on our Instagram and Facebook at KDVS 903FM. Come on now, don't be afraid to admit that you've had friends of the four-legged persuasion. <laughs> Hi, welcome back. It's bad, Adam. Not, not so bad. My dad sent me a text. He's listening. Says he likes the show. Thanks for listening, Dad. Very proud of you. We did it, huh? We made it. <laughs> 